In just a couple of minutes, you're going to hear a conversation with me and Matt Hammett. But before that conversation, the song Lead Me, which has become a movement because Matt has been willing to listen to and respond to God, which you will hear in this conversation. You'll hear how the song became and then how God used it in his life as he was singing it. It was like number one on the radio and 10,000 people in these big auditoriums singing it back to him and how God was working deeply in his heart. And also you might hear a movement that's going on. I've seen it at my church. I've certainly seen it in my husband. And I hear it in what Matt is saying. It's a movement in men to become who they truly are. Um, Just in case you've never heard of Matt Hammond, I'll give you a little bit of background now. Um, He was one of the founders and the lead singer of Sanctus Real for decades. Um, He is an incredible songwriter. Sometimes I just read the titles of his songs and I want to cry just from the titles. (laughs) Um, His third child, he and Sarah have four children and their third child, Bowen, was born with a heart problem. And he just celebrated his fifth birthday in September, which was a miraculous milestone. Um, They started, the Hammett family started the Whole Hearts Foundation to help serve children who battle life-threatening heart conditions. And recently, Matt and Sarah have launched a podcast, the Lead Me Lifecast is what it's called. And they now have launched the Lead Me Live events, one-day conferences focused on men and marriage. And so you're going to hear all about that as this show unfolds. If you haven't really been moved by music in a while, then go to matthammettmusic.com and let some of those songs wash over you. Pull up any music by Sanctus Real, and the songs are just, they're, they're amazing. Just an amazing songwriter, amazing sounds from that band, and we're really honored to have him as our guest today. This is part one of a conversation with Matt Hammett. Uh, my husband the other day asked me, have you ever really listened to the song Lead Me? And I said, yes, I have. Why do you ask? <laughs> he said, it wrecked me today. Um, so this is Sanctus Real and Lead Me. I look around and see my wonderful life Almost perfect from the outside In picture frames I see my beautiful wife Always smiling But on the inside, I can hear her saying, Lead me with strong hands, stand up when I can't. Don't leave me hungry for love, chasing dreams. But what about us? Show me you're willing. 
What is it about the song, Lead Me? I mean, now there's the Lead Me live cast, and then there's Lead Me live. And since the inception of that song, there's just been something different about it, hasn't there? Yeah, you know, I, one of the things about music that still, it just, I don't understand. It's, it's kind of a mystery of music to me. It's like you can almost take your life circumstances, and when you really pour in the real stuff, you know, it's the same with radio. It's like mm-hmm. you pour in the real stuff. Um, and you kind of put it, you can even record it, right? So it's not even like live. (laughs) It's like, you've recorded this thing, you (laughs) captured your heart. Yeah. Yeah. And then you almost like put it, it's like the message in the bottle, right? Like you send it out into this ocean and people like find it and they open it and it like transfers the very life circumstance or life change that you had, uh, to them in a way. And that has been the most remarkable thing about the song lead me in my opinion is that that day i wrote it the first draft when my wife sat me down and she just said honey i need you to be a better leader you know i don't feel like you're you're present with me emotionally spiritually you're not consistent in the way you lead us you know i need you to to pray with me and and more and read with me more and i just something about that day in particular you know, I don't know what it was because it's funny because, you know, when women hear the song and then they, they meet my wife, they say they, they want to, like, get the magic recipe. Like, what was it you said? And how did you say it? <laughs> really got through to him, you know? And, and, and so and her response is so funny because she always says, well, I have no idea what I said any different because I'd already said it a thousand times and you didn't listen. And so it just says a whole lot about, <laughs> about relationships and men and women and who knows why on certain days at certain times we could have the same conversation a thousand times and for whatever reason that time it gets through Amen. and i tell sarah you know i think it was because as i was growing as a man who learned how to listen to my wife and understand my wife she was growing as a woman in terms of how do i communicate with my husband and i think that day she did take a different approach with me the way she sat me down I felt that maybe she was more loving. You know, a lot of times men perceive mm-hmm. what women say as nagging, maybe mm-hmm. because of the tone they use in which they say it. Maybe they feel justified in using that tone. Right. But I think she just, she kind of found how to make me feel, still feel not ashamed or, you know, uh, disrespected, I guess, in a way, you know, which so that can be my problem a lot of times. But um, I don't know, something about the way she said it just cut my heart that day. And the Holy Spirit was there, and the Holy Spirit just did a work through her words and in me, uh, through her, and um, spoke through her to me about the kind of man that I was meant to be. And it truly sparked a change in my heart that day. You know, it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. It's like a moment in time that's was captured by your soul's memory. Like yeah. you, you remember that moment, and then out of that moment, like something began to grow out of the moment. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And I remember sitting, the thing too is I, I vividly, the, the biggest part of actually once the conversation was over and Sarah was, was up doing whatever she was doing and I was left at that table um, thinking about the words she said and I, I picked up my guitar. I remember looking at her wedding photo, which was sitting next to me on another table by the wall. And I remember just thinking to myself, like this woman's face in this photo you know, I mean, obviously she looks different. She's got her makeup on and her dress, right? And her hair is perfect and 
all that stuff. But it wasn't that. It was like something about the glow of her countenance to me. The ho- this hope of like, wow, I've married this man and my dreams are coming true. You could see it in her face. I think the thing that crushed me most was like the contrast of what she looked like in that picture to what her countenance had looked like sitting across from me, knowing that somehow, whether or not I meant to, I was responsible for crushing this woman's spirit in a way. And that was really heartbreaking to me. And and that kind of was, I think, what really set on even a greater emotion for me when I started writing that draft of Leave Me that day. I'm so uh, glad that you are um, doing the things that you're doing now, Matt, because when you speak and when you share and when you write songs and sing and when you minister, there is a... um, there's a gift that God's given you and it really penetrates my heart. And the reason I know it is because you and Sarah minister to me personally. And when I experience that, I always know, oh, this is happening to other people when they yeah. speak or when he sings. It's like a gift. You know, then wow. I, I'm very analytical. It's like I always have to analyze my feelings and analyze everything <laughs> that's happening in front of me. Like let me analyze this constantly. It's weird. But then my mind starts going this is poignant and it's powerful and it needs to be out there. And then I'm smiling because God has given you platforms. I mean, man, you guys are, you guys are not just sitting at home singing songs to each other, looking at each other, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, yep. you're doing something with this. Um, specifically, can you just tell me what's happening with lead me live? <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah. I, w- I want to understand what you're doing. Yeah. So, you know, November, 2014, I was just really restless and I I was feeling uh, the Lord was calling me to something new, but that was scary because I was like, I've been in this band for 20 years. These guys are, you know, my best friends. We're co-creators. We do life together and business together. And I just didn't know anything else. And Mm -hmm. I mean, anybody who's been at a job or a church or uh, a marriage, you know, for all these years, these hard conversations come up, right. And things happen and, and, People, uh, you know, go separate ways. It's painful yeah. and it's scary. And so I kind of felt that, right? I felt like in a, in a way, not to the same degree, but in a way it was like I was about to, to step away from this. And I knew in a sense it would feel like something of a divorce, you know, like, mm-hmm. like, like moving into separate lives of these guys and they're going to bring another singer in. It's going to be weird, right? It's like this was my baby and now this other guy, you know, yeah. <laughs> looking after it. I mean, it was, it, it was just – it was complicated and it was weird yeah. and, and – and uh, none of us knew how to do it. And I knew that that's what I was going to bring into all of our lives. And so, but I just, I remember laying in my bunk, praying and all these different uh, sermon series that I was listening to that it's like everyone that I sought out to just try to gain wisdom spoke directly to my soul. And, um, and I just knew God was telling me. And, and one, one night in particular, I heard what felt audible. I don't, I don't think it was actually audible, but it almost felt so strong that it was almost audible that God said, I'm calling you out. And then, and then all the way out, all the way out. And it was so hard because I knew he was calling me, but I wanted to keep one foot in and one foot out, right? Absolutely. Like, you do. You want to keep one foot like, on the shore and yeah. one foot in the water, right? Yeah, I don't exactly. Leave the shore. Keep this foot on the safe place, it feels like. And, <laughs> and so, I, but I just knew the Lord was telling me, like, you can't do that. And I tried, you know, for a couple months, I even tried to fight it. Say, hey, well, maybe mm-hmm. I can I can stay in the band. We take a break, you know? And the Lord just kept saying to me, no, I'm telling you, I'm calling you out. 
And and even here's the other funny part is that I knew that he was he was given I knew what he was putting on my heart. And and this was it was this. It was that I was meant to sing lead me less and live it more. Right. Wow. That message that he had given to me that I was meant to live that out and be that for my family. Um and, and one short note about that is even in two I guess it was two thousand twelve I was experiencing some real burnout on the road and Sarah and I were arguing on the phone every day. It was like, I was, I was on winter jam tour, right? The biggest tour in Christian music, 10,000 plus people a night. And I'm like all day I'm pacing parking lots on my phone, you know, with my, with Sarah and we're, we're just not getting along and all this stress. Um, seems like everybody else is having the time of their lives around me and I'm just miserable. And so every single night I'm singing this song. Um, and, and, uh, and a lot of, I, let me say this too about that. The reason I, I felt miserable wasn't because Sarah, it, it was because I was in a place in life where I, I was not, I can honestly tell you, I was not being the leader I was meant to be to my family. I can see it so clearly now that like Sarah was just so desperate to have me lead her, you know, spiritually and emotionally and, and be present for her. Um, and I just, I just wasn't knowing how to do that. I wasn't investing myself in figuring out how to get mm-hmm. the wisdom from God and other men that I needed to figure out how to do that. So this is really be- good to hear you process. Someone needs to hear it. I need to hear it because yeah. we do just go. We go and we go and we go and we go. And you think, I'm in front of 10,000 people, I'm doing this, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. But you were able to perceive a restlessness, a burnout. And now looking back, you can see it was like signs, like God saying, I know what you're doing is cool. And yes, you you have been following me, but there's something else. Yeah, exactly. And and the thing is, 10,000 people a night, right? Libby was like just fresh off the charts, you know, within the last, like, like the year before it was number one for nine weeks, you know, and, and internationally successful, you know, on radio all over the world. People know the song and all these good people are lifting their hands <laughs> and I'm singing the prayer and 10,000 voices every night are screaming back to me. This is how you're meant to live your life. And I'm thinking, what am I doing? <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> wow. And so, you know, I, and, and so as I processed over that, that time, you know, into 2014, I knew he was calling me out and I knew that specifically he was calling me to do that, to actually live out those words that all those people were singing back to me every single night. And, um, and then beyond that, God started giving me the vision that not only do I want you to live this out, but I want you to just invite other men on this journey with you. And, and just, you know, as I teach you, pass it along, you yeah. know, disciple other guys, walk with this generation of guys and, and whoever will come, you know, and, and learn together what I'm calling you, I'm calling your hearts back to me and back to your families. And so I just, uh, over the course of this past year, you know, from November, 2014 to November, 2015, really prayed and God gave me that vision and, and in January of this year, we actually la- launched, you know, the Lead Me Live conferences. And so we've done two so far. We've had had 400 guys in Toledo. We had 160 guys in Simpsonville, South Carolina. Um, we're doing one in April, on April 9th in Detroit. And so we're just, and in the fall, we're actually doing 16 one-night events. Oh, wow. um, <laughs> out west, yeah. yeah. So we're kind of putting that together right now. But, 
You know, and then with the podcast that we started last July, I used when I left mid announcement to leave the band. I had prepared our first episode, and I knew that that was going to be an opportunity for me to really let people know what was going on in this ministry that God was calling me to, and and invite people on that journey even then and there as I was developing, or as God was developing in me and revealing to me what this mission really was all about. And so, you know, it's still growing every day, and we're always dreaming up. Okay, what's the you know, how do we expand this? How do we get guys more involved? How do we, when we do a Leave Me Live event, how do we encourage guys to stay in community with each other after we leave? How do we keep them connected? How do we disciple them? You know, how do we grow up leaders locally? And and how do we do better curriculum? You know, it's like, so yeah, I know, I know right? I've got Never years stops. of of, uh, yeah. of work to do still. Um, and it'll always be that way. But I'm just so excited even this early stage to see what God's doing through the message. And the message, really, more than anything, um, I just spoke this weekend out in California at a men's retreat, and I kind of condensed the Lead Me Live message down into one session. Um, and, and and I think the heart of that is is this one, this one thing that I just felt like God spoke to me, which is uh, good intentions are absolutely worthless until they become actions based on the reality of what people you love really need from you. Wow. And so Golly. that's that's the message. Good intentions. There are a lot of men out there who are good Christian, right? They're, they love God. Maybe they have a, they have a love for their family. Um, they think they're they're doing okay because their intentions are good. Oh, I want to be a good man, so I'm trying. Well, it's like that's not enough. It's not enough to just kind of in your heart and mind have this feeling that you're trying because you you want to be this thing or that thing. You got to be that thing. You got to take out, you got to come up with a plan and you got to take some steps of action to prove to those people that you really do love them and are willing to lead. And that's really the message of what we're doing. Claiming, celebrating our calling as leaders, husbands and fathers and and just, you know, remembering that who you are at home makes all the difference in the world. That's the foundation of everything we do in life. And so, you know, who you are inside, who, your relationship with Christ, and then, and then how you reflect that to the people who are closest to you, behind closed doors where nobody else can see you. You know, and, and that's the, what we want to really build in men uh, with, through the work of the Holy Spirit. Please listen tomorrow for the next part of our conversation with Matt Hammett. And in the meantime, come to leadmelive.com to find out about this movement for men to become who they are truly called to be. It's so awesome. You can also find Matt and his music and more about his life and ministry and books and so much at matthammettmusic.com. That's also where you can find the Lead Me Life cast. And all of that is right under this show if you come to lifewithlisawilliams.com. Thank you so much, Cure International, for making this conversation today possible. Cure International has hospitals in 30 countries where they offer free surgeries to children who are disabled, and then they tell the kids and their families about Jesus. How incredible is that? At lifewithlisawilliams.com, you can find out more about Cure and even make that jump into supporting them financially. Or maybe you feel called to send an encouraging note to a child who either just had a surgery or who is waiting for surgery. The note will get to them right away. So if you feel like encouraging someone today, lifewithlisawilliams.com and click on Cure. Hashtag thanks for listening.